the people we love the most can hurt us the most. So instead of holding on to any of this hurt, we need to extract it. We need to acknowledge it. We need to identify it and release it so that it doesn't have that control in our life. If you're not conscious about your investment strategy, you won't end up where you want to be, not financially or as a human. On this show, we interview highly successful investors and share how they overcame limitations to become unstoppable forces of success. If you're ready to learn what it is to be a conscious investor so you can end up where you want, keep listening. Hey, conscious investor, welcome back. I want to give a shout out to start out this episode because we're going to be talking about love and I want to just show a little love to one of you amazing conscious investors. I want to give a shout out to Mike Downey. Now, he was on the podcast. He and his wife, Mike and Megan, they were on the podcast just a couple of months ago. The episode is absolutely fantastic. I highly recommend you go and listen to it. But you know what? I didn't coerce him or anything like that into leaving a rating or review, but he left a really fantastic review and I'm really grateful for it. He says, I follow and listen to Julie because she's more than your typical financial freedom real estate syndicator. She's much more holistic about helping people find the balance of personal and business and discover true personal freedom. Conscious investor, well, first of all, thank you, Mike. I really appreciate that. And it means the world to me when you guys leave these type of reviews because it lets me know what's resonating with you. And you know, conscious investor, that concept is so powerful, so critical. It's foundational for conscious investors. Financial freedom does not equal personal freedom. They are not the same thing. In fact, financial freedom is subordinate to personal freedom. So if you're just chasing after those dollar dollar bills, you're going to find yourself maybe with all those dollar dollar bills, but you're going to find yourself bankrupt in lots of other parts of your life. Maybe your health, your relationship, your relationships, your spirituality, maybe your creativity gets bogged down. There are so many areas in our life that finances are just part of that personal freedom. So we want to make sure that when you are thinking about what am I actually pursuing, please make sure that you are pursuing personal freedom. In fact, recently when I did the TEDx audition, this is exactly the topic that I spoke on. And so the big question that I gave them and that I'd love to take to the big TED stage is the pursuit of financial freedom, bankrupting lives. So we don't want to be like lopsided. We don't want to just be chasing after money. We want to be holistic. We want to make sure that we are living harmonious lives and that we are chasing after personal freedom. All right. Thanks again, Mike, for leaving that rating and review. And Conscious Investors, that was the 154th review that was rating and review that was left. And my heart is always so touched because that is love. And we're going to be speaking about love. But you know, when people are taking time out of their day, and it doesn't take much time. I leave rating and reviews for podcasts because I know it's powerful. I know it makes such a difference for podcasters just to know like, oh my gosh, you're listening because guess what? You get to listen and we don't really know who all the listeners are necessarily until you are engaging with us. So, you know, if you haven't already engaged with me, I'm not just Julie Holly, a conscious investor that's this voice over here. I'm Julie Holly, and I care about you. So please make sure you pop on my schedule. We can just have a 20 
20-minute get-to-know-you call. Maybe you're looking to grow and transform, dig into your purpose and expand your life through performance coaching. Great. Let's pop on a 20-minute call for that. Maybe you're like, gosh, I need to get this money out of the bank and get it to work. And I want to see what investments Julie's company has. Please make sure you schedule a time to talk with me about that. There are three different meeting links literally for these three different things because they're very different things. And I like to just be mentally prepared for like, well, what kind of energy do I want to bring to you in this capacity, right? And either way, you're going to get the best (laughs) because I genuinely care about you, but I'm excited to meet you. Please make sure. And that's not like, please begging, please. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to meet you. Like I would love to hop on a call with you and just explore options. And I know even just in 20 minute get to know you calls, everybody's always like, Oh my gosh, I just got to talk with you and I had this takeaway and and I get takeaways, by the way. I love learning from you and just getting to know you. So please take a moment to do that. In the meantime, are we ready to talk about love? We are officially on declaration number seven and of nine of the Motivation Manifesto. Motivation Manifesto is written by Brendan Burchard. You've heard me talking about it on the past several mindset episodes. We're almost done with the book. (laughs) There are nine declarations all together, and I haven't gone through them in a couple of episodes. So I'm just going to just kind of run through them. So if you haven't been listening to the episodes, you want to go back. These are really powerful. The book is written in a way, and I haven't said this in a while, but this sat literally right here by my head, probably that close, but up higher on my bed stand. So I have like something that goes above my head on the headboard. And I had motivation manifesto just sitting there for two years. Oh my gosh. It's such a long time. I tried to pick it up a couple of times and it just wasn't resonating with me. So I understand that sometimes we want to read a book, but for some reason we're not connecting with that. And so these episodes are really designed to support you to draw out the best concepts from the book and to just meet you with those. I highly encourage you to pick up your own copy, get a hardback version. The audio version is, this is something you want to just be able to reference. It's something you read a little bit, digest it, read a little bit, digest it. (laughs) All right. So the, the declarations in total, right, are we shall meet life with full presence and power. We shall reclaim our agenda. We shall defeat our demons. We shall advance with abandon. We shall practice joy and gratitude. We shall not break integrity, which we just wrapped up last week. We shall amplify love. We shall inspire greatness. We shall slow time. We'll get to greatness and time over the next couple of weeks. But today we're going to touch down on the concept of amplifying love. It's an important concept. So there's a reason that it is such an important concept that there's a reason I actually titled this episode, Redefining Love. So often our concept of love is very Hollywood-esque, right? It's very feelings-based and it's honestly pretty superficial. And love is so much deeper than most people give it credit for. Let me just start with this quote directly from the book. Richard says, we must stop pretending that there is not enough love in the world to give or receive as though love can somehow be diminished or squandered by human force. Richard points out that love is something so much bigger than us and it doesn't require us to exist Love does exist. Love is part of divinity. And we need to be very aware of that. 
in all reality, so many of us close our hearts. Let me get into this. And I'm going to, I wrote it down like this and I actually, and you've probably noticed a little difference, a little different cadence in these episodes, because I've been trying to be very thoughtful about how, okay, how am I going to extract the best of this in a way that's going to serve you? So this is how I put it. I said, stop closing our hearts, let go of past hurts, stop playing petty games, stop limiting how much love we give others and feel the abundance and break down the wall we created to protect us from the very thing we want and need, love. Let's just go into that for a moment. A lot of times we will experience some type of pain or hurt. In fact, in last week's episode on integrity, we literally talked about the temptations of hurt and disappointment, right? And in that, when we don't take the time to acknowledge, this is how I'm feeling. This is how I'm internalizing these events. And this is what is taking place within me. If we're not conscious and aware of that, we end up doing a lot of subconscious work and we end up closing off our hearts to the very thing that we want. Every human is hardwired and created to want to give and receive love. Basically, we're like love exchangers, right? And so in order to do this, we are going to have to let go of past hurts. I've had to do this. Every person walking the planet is going to have to let go. Even if you've had the most extraordinary life, the most extraordinary family and friends and all of that, bosses, coworkers, colleagues, even if you've experienced the most extraordinary, you've still experienced hurt. And too often we take that hurt and we just like, we let that fester as a wound within us. In Michael Singer's book, Untethered Soul, he actually talks about it is like, he puts it as a thorn. So imagine, I have mentioned this before, but it's such a great analogy. If you had a thorn in your foot, and my daughter actually did have a rose thorn in her foot when she was three. And I'll just say that rose thorn, I saw her walking weird and she was walking weird, right? And so imagine when somebody hurts you, you might start acting weird. You might start doing, you might get a twitch, (laughs) not really a twitch, but you're going to start responding potentially in a different way because you're hurt and you're not addressing it. And as my daughter went around, we tried to see, we're like, gosh, there's got to be something in there. We couldn't see anything. Took her actually to the doctor. They fished around. They're like, looks like there's something in there, but unless we put her out and actually like put her, sedate her and actually go in there and lacerate this and dig, we won't know. I'm like, let's not be invasive, right? Sometimes we do that to ourselves. We're like, oh, I don't want to be invasive. Oh no, let me just hold on to this hurt. Let me just keep it right here close to me. It's okay. It will get better, but it doesn't get better. And my daughter, three-year-old daughter, right? At that time, maybe five, seven days later, guess what? I noticed on her foot, this huge pussy white thing. I'm like, oh my gosh. And this ginormous, we were able to get out this ginormous rose thorn. Sorry, that's too much for some of you. I don't mean to like gross you out conscious investor, but it's like, that's what we need to deal with the hurt in our lives. In Untethered Soul, Michael Singer says, most of us will end up bandaging our hurt. 
So instead of pulling that rose thorn out, we'll end up like, oh, there's a rose thorn in us. Let me just put some gauze over it. Oh, the, it's still hurting. Let me put some padding on it. And we start creating and he really exaggerates it to the point of where you're in a wheelchair and you've adapted your entire home instead of actually just pulling the freaking rose thorn out. And I know I'm speaking to a lot of you out there right now because we have a tendency to just hold on to that hurt especially to the people that we love the most. The people we love the most can hurt us the most. So instead of holding on to any of this hurt, we need to extract it. We need to acknowledge it. We need to identify it and release it so that it doesn't have that control in our life anymore. And that allows us to tear down those walls and to heal. If we don't do that, sometimes we end up playing these really stupid, petty games. You know what I'm talking about. Maybe you're going to bed at the end of the night and it's like, instead of saying goodnight, you just roll over the opposite way. Oh, I'm just tired. I'm just going to roll over. Maybe you end up not returning that text message to a colleague or a friend. Like we have these little petty things that we'll end up doing that are hurtful, that reveal it. And so we don't want to play the petty games, right? Sometimes if we don't deal with this hurt in our lives, we end up limiting how much love we are giving to other people as if it's something like it's a unlimited resource. Love flows. Like God is a creator of love. It flows from God. It flows through us. It is there available for everyone. And so we want to make sure that we are allowing that continual flow of love instead of limiting it. And that could look like, oh, well, they don't have all the same beliefs that I do. So... I'm just not going to show my love to them. We could have all these reasons why they hurt my feelings. I don't want to show them love or they don't do X, Y, Z. So I'm not going to show them love. We're seeing this all the time in our world right now. If people don't fit a certain narrative, you're cut off. No soup for you, but it's no love for you, right? And so we want to make sure that we are not closing people off and saying like, oh, no. In order to have love, please show me, please show me your checklist here. Let's make sure you check all the boxes and then you get love. That's not how it works. And good golly, I will tell you, if that's how it worked, I don't know that I'd be getting much love in my life, right? Because we all have areas of delinquency. We all have areas where God is still growing us. And so we just need to accept that is true of all people. Even the people who have hurt us, release the hurt, receive the love that God has given us to give to others. I always say money is meant to flow, but love is also meant to flow. It's not meant to be held onto tightly. It's meant to be released to the world. So make sure that you are not being the stop barrier in the love exchange because you can't bottle it up if you try to keep it. Like think about this for a moment. If you are trying to keep, let's just say, you know that I love to bake. And let's just say that Well, I recently made my daughter a really great birthday cake. Let's just say I wanted to keep that cake. Better example ever. My husband pointed out to my kids with her birthday cake, the top layer of our wedding cake. Some of you did this. I don't know if people still do it, but it used to be a tradition that you take that top layer of the wedding cake and you put it away, you freeze it. And then a year later, you eat this as your anniversary celebration, first year anniversary celebration. My husband and I tried to do that. We only had one bite of our wedding cake because our reception was so much fun. It was very intimate, very close to your friends and family. And so we had that one bite we exchanged. 
that's all we had. So we're like, oh, cool. We'll get to have some of this cake a year later. And we got it. It was freezer burnt. It did not taste good. It was disgusting. And we threw it out. So I want you to think about love like that. God created and designed love. He's given us love. It needs to flow out. And when we try to stop that love from flowing, it's not like it's going to go rotten, but we're not going to be receiving our full potential. It's like turning off Niagara Falls or something. All the beauty of Niagara Falls would just be like, uh, wait, where'd it go? So we want to make sure we're keeping that beauty. We're keeping that flow going. Now, all of these analogies were not written into my notes, which is really funny. So I'm sorry if those really super thought out, but they really make sense to me. I hope they make sense to you as well. I want to go back into something that I have thought out. And it's actually a couple of things I extracted directly. I'm going to quote Burchard. And he says, we must remind ourselves that misfortune had nothing whatsoever to do with love. And if the feeling of sadness pain, hurt, shame, regret, and heartbreak have darkened the meaning of love, we must now strip away the darkness with the light of truth. People who say they love us can oftentimes be the biggest hurt perpetrators of hurt in our lives, but we cannot let that darken our life. We must strip that away and say, no, those are those people. Those are those experiences. And I am going to live the light of love. He also says the surest route from suffering always begins at the trailhead of love. So with that, I want to encourage you, conscience investor, stop dwelling on past hurts and embrace and embody love. One final quote on this topic, love for or from another must be sensed through action, not intent. Thinking is not love. Giving is. I did pause because I wanted to let you just have a moment to digest that because a lot of times we think all these really great things, but we're actually not taking action. We're not doing anything with them. And so people don't actually know that they are loved. So I want to encourage you and I want to challenge you. You are a leader conscious investor and the world needs you now more than ever. So I want to encourage you to take time Feel that hurt that you have. That is real, but pull that thorn out so that you can heal and you can receive more love, that you can let love flow, tripping over my words, flow through you. Be the Niagara Falls. You don't want Niagara Falls turned off. You don't want Yosemite Falls turned off or Verna Falls turned off or any of the beautiful waterfalls. You wouldn't want them turned off. I have seen that in droughts in Yosemite Valley and it's sad. So you want to make sure that you get that water, that love is flowing constantly through you to the world around you because this world is suffering so much from a lack of love. So many people hurt. And when we heal and when we give love, especially when we give love to people where they don't feel they deserve it because they know they've hurt us, that is the most powerful opportunity to help change the world because the world changes one person at a time. And guess what? You are one person. I am one person. That's two people. And there are other people listening. So that makes a lot of people. If we all band together, that's going to cause a really fantastic ripple effect across the world. So I want to encourage you to do that. All right, Conscious Investor, we have Three more episodes. I know there are only two declarations left, but I will tell you, we shall inspire greatness 
is so fantastic. I broke it into two parts because I felt like one part would be way too long to go through. And so it's in two parts. And then we're going to end on two beats longer because our life really matters. So we're almost done going through the motivation manifesto. I would love to know, are you enjoying this? Is this helpful to you? Or are you like, Julie, can you just go back to how you used to do it? Is your feedback helps guide and direct every single episode. Remember, I love genuinely love connecting with you. I've connected with many conscious investors and I would love to connect with you. Even if we've connected before, if it's been a while, let's make sure we reconnect. Those links are down in the show notes below. So make sure you find a moment for us to connect just to catch up, maybe to talk about coaching or maybe to talk about investing. Because remember that you're not going to see any of our investments unless we have that conversation first. If you want to see our investments, make sure we have that conversation because then you can choose. No, I don't want to be involved in that investment, but you'll have that option then. You want to give yourself options in life. All right, Conscious Investor, thanks so much for listening. Please subscribe, please share, please leave a rating and review because it makes all the difference in the world. Until next time, live big, love bigger, and do great things. Are you enjoying this episode? Help spread the word by sharing the episode with a friend or family member. Because really, where would any of our lives be without other people sharing great content with us? Help spread the word by sharing on your social platforms and with those you care about. And remember, tag me at Happy Julie Holly. 